Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Oh, turn off the light. I groaned from the floor where I struggled to do another push-up. What are you doing? Pedro asked. And why do you need the light off? I'm doing my physical therapy exercises. I huffed out and collapsed on the floor. But why do you need the lights off? It's easier to do exercises I don't like if it's dark, I explained. He laughed and flipped the lights off. Whatever works for you. Everyone has their quirks, including me. And looking back at my new exercise before waking up fully and routine, I've discovered some unexpected outcomes. Doing an after-action review when I make changes in my routine has helped me discover what really works. I used to wake up, stumble to the kitchen, and make my decaf latte before sinking into my rocker for morning devotions. Last fall, I started visiting a physical therapist for leg and shoulder pain. He had a plethora of exercises for me, but I struggled to fit them into my routine. I finally discovered I can do the exercises first thing in the morning when I roll out of bed. Instead of putting on my glasses and heading to the kitchen, I lay on the floor and go through a series of stretches and strengthening exercises. Something about the semi-darkness of my bedroom, the lack of focus, I keep my glasses off until I finish, and the quiet makes it easier to do exercises I don't enjoy. I think of it as my active snooze session. At first, I thought the only benefits of my routine came from the decreased pain and increased muscle tone. But now, I see other benefits, too. In his book, Spark, the Revolutionary New Science of Exercise in the Brain, I'll leave a link in the show notes, Dr. John Ratey shows how students benefit from exercising before they attempt to learn anything in the classroom. What if we applied the same technique to our spiritual self-care routines? Without knowing about Dr. Ratey's research, I had started exercising before my devotions. I found it easier to stay awake and alert when I sat in my rocker and opened my Bible. In addition, I added a new element to my quiet time. As part of my morning devotions, I usually spend a few minutes listing things I am grateful for. Then I copy the verse of the day from the YouVersion Bible app. As I started establishing my new exercise routine, I began to not just copy the Bible verse, but to personalize it as I copied. This habit has led me to new insights about God's Word. The increased understanding and exercise-first routine may be coincidental, but maybe not. Jesus ministered first to people's physical needs. He healed their infirmities, and their spirituality grew as a result. Matthew eleven fifteen records Jesus' answer to John the Baptist's question about his divinity. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, The dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Not many people research the exercise-spirituality connection from a Christian perspective. In fact, I only found one research paper suggesting a form of exercise to increase spirituality. The paper, written by Carol Rogers and Colleen Keller, described how geriatric patients who used the Sain Chi Do exercise program gain confidence in their physical abilities as well as feel a deeper spiritual connection. Most references to spirituality and exercise involved practices from non-Christian religions, 
so sine chi do piqued my curiosity. Dr. Anne Borg developed sine chi do to help her grandmother recover from a stroke. In her research, Dr. Borick discovered something unusual about sign language. Sign language stimulates an area of the brain that's not stimulated by other movement. Because of her grandmother's deep faith and her own education in physiology and medicine, Dr. Borick developed a simple routine for her grandmother using American sign language, movements from Tai Chi, scripture, and music. Sign language, Chi. Tai Chi movements, Do, combines exercise, memory, music, and scripture. Exercise helps us learn, so it only makes sense exercise would increase our ability to learn more about God. Although I talk about the four pillars of wholeness, like the compass, the four pillars link together to form a whole. The interrelatedness of our mental, academic, artistic, physical, and spiritual sides makes it impossible to talk about one without mentioning the other. Exercise improves depression mental wholeness, our ability to learn and create, academic and artistic wholeness, and our physical health. It stands to reason exercise would play a part in our spiritual wholeness as well, even if no one's researched it and proven it scientifically. Here are seven hacks to improve your spiritual self-care through getting enough exercise. Hack number one, define your why. Why do you want to improve your spiritual self-care? Do you feel estranged from God? Perhaps your daily devotions seem stale or impersonal. Why do you think exercise will help? I'll leave a link in the show notes to a free resource to help you determine your why. Hack number two, exercise first. You don't have to go for a jog before your devotions to gain the benefits of exercising before learning. Dr. John Rattay does a simple exercise. I'll leave a link to a video where he demonstrates it, which helps prepare the brain for learning and takes only a minute. Hack number three, dance it out. 2 Samuel 6, 5, 14-15 tells the story of David and the Israelites combining exercise and worship when King David and the others danced before God. If you love to dance, you could listen to Matthew West's song, Amen, and dance along. I guarantee you can't sit still during this song. The music video also has sing-along lyrics to really get your heart pumping. Hack number four, remember the temple Don't forget, our bodies are the temple of God. He wants us to keep ourselves healthy and whole. A journalist and explorer, Dan Buettner, in conjunction with National Geographic, led a team of anthropologists, scientists, and demographers to five different areas of the world where people live the longest. Both exercise and spirituality, along with a sense of purpose, made the list of nine common factors for longevity. If you've never heard of the Blue Zones Project, I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can see more about it. Hack number five, take a prayer walk. The next time you go out for a walk, make it a prayer walk. You can do this several different ways. I like to choose an object from nature to look for. In the winter, I'll choose white crowned sparrows. Each time you see that object, say a prayer for a person on your prayer list. You can also take your prayer list with you to use as a reference and just talk to God about the needs on the list as you walk. Hack number six, go on a gratitude walk. Like the prayer walk, the gratitude walk focuses on turning a simple walk into an act of spiritual self-care. Grateful people live longer. Spend time expressing your gratefulness to God when you go out for your next walk. It's easier for me to think of blessings when I move than when I sit. Hack number seven, don't be afraid to lament. David doesn't only give us examples of dancing and rejoicing. He laments before the Lord, too. 
I've spent many a brisk walk or run, pouring out my laments to God. Just remember to do your lament walks or run in a safe place where you don't have to worry too much about tears blinding you. Walking helps us regulate our emotions, and sometimes only a lament walk will do. I always return feeling better and closer to God. Exercise and spiritual self-care go together like peanut butter and honey. Whether you choose to jumpstart your learning before you study the Bible or go on a purposeful walk, you can improve your spiritual self-care through exercise. Don't take my word for it, though. Try it out and let me know how it worked for you. Don't forget the seven hacks to help improve your spiritual self-care by getting enough exercise. Hack number one, define your why. Hack number two, exercise first thing in the morning. Hack number three, try dancing. Hack number four, don't forget your body is the temple of God. Hack number five, take a prayer walk. Hack number six, go on a gratitude walk. And hack number seven, don't be afraid to lament. Join me next week for a bonus episode. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.